gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to My Two Cents Podcast, episode 92, which is entitled Predatory. I am your host, G2, but before I get into the topics today, let me just start this off right now. The reason why I entitled this episode Predatory is that some of these topics I'm going to be talking about are predatory, not of sexual variety. I mean, like one of them is going to be of sexual variety. Um, But when you think of predators, you always think of sexual, but no. Predators are people that prey upon somebody of weak or somebody that's at their weakened moment. And that's basically what I am going to establish with some of these topics that I'm going to talk to you guys about. But before I get into any of these topics, let me read you off the National Food Days of the Week. Today being September the 18th is Cheeseburger Day. Tomorrow, September 19th is Butterscotch Pudding Day. September 20th, my mother's birthday. Happy birthday, mom, when you listen to this, but pretty early, uh, is Pepperoni Pizza Day as well as Rum Punch Day. September 21st, Pecan Cookie Day. September 22nd, Ice Cream Cone Day. September 23rd, White Chocolate Day. And then round it off, September 24th, it is Cherry's Jubilee Day. Now, with that out the way, let's start off with the topics. The first thing I want to talk about is the death of rapper PNB Rock as this comes from the Los Angeles Times. Instagram post of rapper PNB Rock at Roscoe's may have led to killing LAPD Sheriff says the gunman who killed PNB Rock at Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles restaurant in South Los Angeles demanded jewelry and other valuables before getting into a struggle with the rapper and opening fire. Los Angeles Police Chief Michael Moore said Tuesday. Moore said the Monday attack occurred soon after the rapper was tagged online as being at the restaurant and the police are investigating whether that is what prompted the attack. Rock, who was 30, whose real name was Rakim Allen, had been at the restaurant with his girlfriend who had posted a location tag photo in a since-deleted Instagram post. He was with his family and with his girlfriend or some kind of friend of his, and as they're there enjoying a simple meal, he was brutally attacked by an individual who apparently came to the location after a social media posting, Moore said. Police Captain Kelly Munez said a suspect brandished a firearm in the restaurant and demanded items from the victim. Sources told the Times that Rock was targeted for his jewelry. Rock was shot almost immediately by the assailant during the robbery. Munez said he shot the victim and ran out the side door to a getaway car and then fled the parking lot, she said. Munez said the victim was taken to a hospital and pronounced dead at 1.59 p.m. According to a law enforcement source, Los Angeles Police Department investigators are examining security video from inside the restaurant to identify the shooter. They are also checking surrounding businesses to see whether security systems captured any images of the assailant leaving on foot or in a vehicle. Um, This week, people were killing, and I mean by killing, I mean like just constantly berating PMB Rock's girlfriend, Um, who posted the Instagram photo, who posted his location. Ladies and gentlemen, that shouldn't have happened. I apologize to that woman. I was not a part of the people that got at her. But I think as a part of human society, I think that we should have some kind of dignity for somebody that was at the location with their husband or boyfriend, whatever the case may be. 
at the time of whenever they died right in front of them. I don't think it's the perfect timing that you guys should start trying to uh, harp on somebody, try to jump on somebody for that type of mistake. And I know people are going to say that's not a mistake because he talked about this um, on another podcast. And he, I'm meaning PMB Rock, he was talking to academics on his podcast and um, academics posted a clip on YouTube and he talked about how he was getting lined up by some people that uh, checked out his girl's Instagram post before and she tagged the location. And I think that, again, this is a part of the new generation. People just want to be seen on the Internet. People want to just be around and just all that type of stuff. I don't blame the people because that's whenever you're born in this way. That's just what it is. The Internet has uh, been around and people are just so used to tagging their location or tagging where they're going to be because they want people to see where they're at to floss on people or to uh, flex on them, whatever people want to do with the Internet or your Instagram page or Twitter page, wherever you want to go about it. I just think that people need to give her some slack and quit trying to jump on her, get down her throat. It was a legit an accident. I don't think she was trying to have him lined up for him to get killed, for him to be robbed. Why would you want to do that at a Roscoe's chicken and waffle spot? Why would you want to have your guy lined up to get killed? If you want to have him get lined up, you're going to have him get lined up just to get like stolen on. For him to have his jewelry stolen, not for him to die. It makes no sense to me. That's kind of how a setup works. That's kind of how a robbery works. If you're so close to the person, you usually have them get robbed. You don't have them like die and kill. That No. So I'm not going to do that with this situation. This girl has been pelted with people tweeting at her and getting at her. It's disgusting. It shouldn't have happened. We need to show some compassion and humanity. This is whenever I say predatory behavior begins. She's at a weakened point and people just start jumping on her and start attacking her. That was nasty and disgusting. So again, me not being one of those people that was jumping on her, I just want to say for the people that was jumping on her, I want to apologize. I believe that humanity needs to have some compassion for individuals whenever they're going through something like this. And this is a uh, situation that she's going to be have to carry for the rest of her life. She saw her dude get shot right in front of her. And I guarantee you, she's going to need some therapy for that. She's going to have to talk to somebody for that, because that's something that I don't think people really think about. Think about it. Seriously, you're eating somewhere. You can be chilling out with your family or something. And somebody just runs up into the spot, goes towards you, ask your people for their stuff. And then they just shoot somebody that you love right there in front of your face. That's going to traumatize you. That's going to stay with you for the rest of your life. This girl is going to need therapy. This girl is going to need love and like guidance and people that really actually care for her around her because she's going to be dealing with this for some time, this trauma. So again, if you guys are still jumping on her, please don't stop it. It's almost been a week now because this episode's on a Sunday. Tomorrow will be Monday. You get the drift. It's almost been a week. Uh, hopefully that it's stopped. But if it hasn't, please stop getting at this girl. That's uh, nasty. But again, rest in peace uh, to PMB Rock. It was a uh, crazy thing because that popped up on Twitter and I didn't know. I knew who PMB Rock was. I didn't listen to his music that much. But just to see that he was 30 and that's only literally four years away from me. He's almost, oh, he was like four years older than me. It's still weird. Again, as I said, younger People are just dying quickly. People are in the celebrity limelight. The young artists, the young rappers, people in music, people in entertainment, they are dying quick at a young age. 
This is disgusting. I hope it ends. I don't know how we can end this thing, but I hope it does end. I hope for the rappers, um, you guys can stop buying jewelry. Stop buying jewelry. Just do something else. Buy, buy cars, but buy like regular normal cars. You can buy a show car for whenever you got to go out to get fancy, but like buy a regular car or just uh, have an Uber service or something, dude. I don't know what the deal is, but rappers are constantly getting killed for absolutely nothing. It's always for uh, materialistic things. It's disgusting, but I hope that the rappers are starting to take notice of this and stopping buying jewelry. Stop buying like flashy things. And if you do buy it, don't wear it every day. Just uh, have it for those special occasions like a, um, what was it? An award ceremony, if you will. Have those jewelries for that type of situation. If you want to buy jewelry, just buy a nice little simple like little cross or buy a nice little pendant just for you to have for wearing for an everyday situation. But don't buy those bigger, uh, fancy old, like big old chains. Don't do that. Trust me, you're going to constantly get ran up on and that we don't want to uh, constantly see happen. I know I don't because I'm tired of looking at rappers dying almost every month. It's sickening. Um, but again, uh, rest in peace to PNB Rock and please everybody stop getting at the girl for that. Now off to the next topic as this comes from BuzzFeed News. A sex trafficking victim who killed her rapist has been ordered to pay his family $150,000. Piper Lewis was 15 years old when she was trafficked to have sex with men by someone who took her in while she was trying to escape her abusive mother. One night, she was forced at knife point to go to the apartment of 38-year-old Zachary Brooks, who she said had raped her several times before to turn a trick for weed. Lewis alleged that Brooks raped her again that night, and after he fell asleep, she fatally stabbed him. On Tuesday, Lewis, now 17, was sentenced to five years of supervised probation in order to pay $150,000 in restoration to Brooks' family. She pled guilty to involuntary manslaughter and willful injury last year after initially being charged with first-degree murder. Both charges that Lewis pled guilty to carry a sentence of up to 10 years in jail. Ugh, that's disgusting. Polk County District Judge David M. Potter deferred her judgment, which allows her to avoid prison time, and her record will be expunged if she completes her supervised probation. Piper's attorney told BuzzFeed News that they were thrilled with the deferred judgment, but disagreed with the restoration order, which they may appeal. By Lewis's account, she had ran away from home in early 2020, trying to escape her mother, who was emotionally and mentally abusive according to court documents obtained by BuzzFeed News. Lewis was sleeping in a hallway of an apartment building around the time she met the man who sex trafficked her for money and weed. Lewis said the man forced her to go to Brooks' apartment on the night of May 31st, 2020, threatening her with a knife. There, Brooks made her drink alcohol and consume drugs, and she dozed off. Lewis said she awoke to Brooks raping her. When she fell asleep, she got up put her clothes on, and stabbed him 30 times. I suddenly realized that Mr. Brooks had raped me yet again and was overcome with rage, she said in a statement as part of the plea, well, guilty plea. Without thinking, I immediately grabbed the knife from his nightstand and began stabbing him. Prosecutors did not dispute Lewis' allegations of being sex trafficked and exalted, 
but they said that Brooks was asleep at the time of the stabbing and did not present an immediate threat to her, the Associated Press reported. In a statement read aloud in court before her sentence was handed down, Lewis expressed remorse for her actions, but said that she too was a victim. Well, yeah, she's a victim. She was a victim of sex trafficking. I find this whole thing disgusting. I don't like sex trafficking. I don't like that this woman has to pay $150,000. That is nasty. That's nasty at the wazoo. I don't know. Okay, I don't know how people get into that business. Like, okay, say, for example, somebody's being sex trafficked, okay? Do they talk to somebody in a hall, like in a dark alley to say, yo, I want to meet with some a girl or do they know a pimp that they talk to or something like that? Because I think it's sex trafficking almost like pimping in a way as well. It might be, but there's two completely different names for it. Just how do you get in contact with somebody that can like give you somebody to sleep with. And how do you not, as a person that's trying to hook up with somebody, not care about how old they are? This girl was 15 at the time she was sex trafficked. How do you, like, how do you not? You're a 38 year old guy and God rest the man's soul. I mean, I can't, I'm not trying to say nothing bad about the dude. However, just think about this for a minute. You're able to tell somebody looks 15 or at least looks too young to be doing some type of job. I get like confused from time to time, even though I am 26, when I take my beard off and scruff and trust me, I don't like beard as much. I don't like having a beard on my face as much. So about every time, about the first of the month, I always shave my head and my beard. Anyway, I get presented as a younger guy that basically is like in high school. Okay. And I have that type of face however even with that type of association they still ask for my wallet and id for situations how do you not see this girl and think she's not too young to be doing this how do you not say nah i don't want her like just go off the beaten path or you're just one of those people that say yeah i'll take her just i just want to try to get into the mindset of somebody to just like accept somebody that looks young and be like, okay, I'll I'll sleep with this one. That's nasty. That's disgusting. And by the way, this is what I was talking about predatory again. This is completely just nasty here. So she's a victim. She was sex trafficked. She was happy. That happened to her. The man ends up dying because, well, she got raped. And now she has to pay his family $150,000. I hope this thing gets appealed and I hope it gets thrown out. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I hope it does. Because she's a victim in this whole thing. She shouldn't have to pay this dude's family nothing. And I understand that, yo, he was sleeping. She could have just got her clothes on, ran out, and all this type of stuff. I've never been a woman, one. I've never been sexually assaulted as a man, two. I've never been raped as a man, three. I don't know how it is for that to be feeling at all. There's women out here on this planet that is walking around that have been raped by relatives that have been raped by um, people that they don't know. There's been stories about women that are just getting raped and they have to carry that for the rest of their life. And we, again, we as a society, we have to always question certain things. Why are we having this girl pay this man's family $150,000? She was a victim. She was a victim in this. As again, this guy should have looked at her and said, no, she's too young. I can't, I can't mess with this. This is too young. She looks too young. You know when somebody looks too young. You know that. 
So for me, I just don't see it. I don't like it. I hope it gets this appeal goes through. I hope she doesn't have to pay the, his man's family nothing. That's just my hopes and my beliefs and what I feel. And again, I, I don't know how it feels to be raped. So her waking up, feeling that she got took advantage apart, took advantage of. I can see her getting like immediately upset and just snapping and just start stabbing the man as he's sleeping. I can see it and hey, it is what it is. I just don't like that she has to pay the dude family $150,000. I don't. I don't like that she was a victim in this. I don't like anything about this whole story, but I feel that this thing has not been covered by any of the media sites, so I think that I should say something about it. So, ladies and gentlemen, please watch out for your kids. And also, mothers and fathers, if you guys are abusive, stop it. Stop it. Stop being abusive to your kids. Stop it. You need to find some help, get some therapy, do something for yourself, because you being abusive to your kids is not going to work out for that child in their lifetime, in their future. They might end up being abusive to their kids, your grandkids, or they might just end up committing suicide because they can't take it no more. There's a lot of bad things that could happen. So please stop being abusive to your child if you are abusive. Now, on to the next topic. This comes from the Associated Press. Ex-Kansas police detective charged with preying on women. A former Kansas City police detective who has long been accused of sexually preying on black women during criminal investigations was indicted Thursday on charges that he sexually abused two women, the FBI said. Roger Golubsky, 69, was arrested at his home in Edwardsville after a federal grand jury indicted him on six counts of civil rights violations. During a 15-minute hearing, a U.S. magistrative judge, Rebecca Schwartz, entered a not guilty plea to all six charges for Roger, who asked to remain silent. She set a hearing for 3 p.m. Monday on whether he should remain behind bars before his trial. A pre-trial hearing was scheduled on October the 12th. I am so happy and stunned at the arrest of that man, one of his alleged victims said in a statement released by Moore to a civil rights organization. I pray that after so many years, we finally get justice, people can finally relax, and I can finally sleep at night. The Associated Press generally does not name alleged victims of the sexual assault, but Apila Williams has allowed her name to be used in previous stories. Rogers court-appointed attorney Tom Lemon of Topeka indicated that he will ask that Roger be released before trial because he undergoes daily treatments for serious health issues, including dialysis three or four times a week for failing kidneys. I don't see he's going to, well, yeah, maybe. He's a long-standing, like, police detective. Ah, he might. He might get out. And also seeing that he got some dialysis, maybe. But then I could just look at uh, who, who was in there. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, I think that he was on bail until he got arrested and then he got, no, he was still on bail because I believe he went out, but uh, no, he didn't get no type of thing until after he was arrested. No, until he went to jail. Long story short, ladies and gentlemen, I think this guy's going to be uh, getting out of jail. I think he's going to get some type of uh, hearing and say that, yo, he got this type of bond. He's not a flight risk or any of that because he has long standing in the community, blah, blah, blah. He's going to get some type of 
uh, bail treatment. They're going to pay it up. He's going to get out and all that type of stuff. If he doesn't, I'm going to be shocked by that. I'm going to be like, okay, they want to actually nail this guy. But I don't see that happening. I think he's going to be, uh, be set free. But again, nastiness of police officers. And again, to black women, this is why another reason why I said what I said before, whenever I always mention black people and police officers, we do not mix. We just don't mix. Police officers say they want to help black people out. And we always side at them and say, okay, right. Yeah, sure. And the one time that a black person even believes in the idea of police officers helping them or wanting to help them. This will always be a thing in their mind. Either, am I going to get killed? Is this a setup? Or are they trying to arrest me for something? Or in a woman's case, am I going to be sexually assaulted or be preyed upon by a police officer? Again, I'm a man, so I don't know what it is for how it is to be looked down upon and be preyed upon by anybody of power. I've never had that situation. So let me make that perfectly clear. But as a black man, I have fears whenever a police officer's car is behind me as I'm driving. I always say I'm going to get pulled over or something. And that could lead to me dying or anything like that. Because I constantly look at the news and when we see it, we hear about police officers doing it to black men and dying or arresting them and beating them up. I just don't want none of that to happen to myself and worry my family. That's all I ever really care about. As a black woman, that I believe is probably like the least of my worries of them like pulling me over to arrest me. I think they're more worried about, are they going to die? Are they going to be, well, be preyed upon for sexual favors by police officers? See, this is all just nasty. If they knew this for a long time and they said that he's long been accused of sexually preying on black women during criminal investigations yo dog see this is what i'm saying they known this for a long time so i just want to see how many people are going to come out and say yo he's been doing this or how many people from the shield is going to pop out and say yo yeah i've seen this happen or nah he's a good guy see i want to know this so i'm gonna keep my eye posted on this one and i really mean i'm gonna keep my eye on this one because, again, whenever police officers are getting arrested, and now this is the feds saying this, this is the FBI. This ain't just local police officers. No, this is the feds. Oh, yeah. I want to know who's going to come out. I want to see what type of police officer is going to come out and say, yeah, he's been doing this. Because that will show me that, okay, we actually do have some people in the shield willing to come out and say, yo, this guy was a bad officer, and we've been knowing this. I just want to see who's going to be the first one to actually do it in his trial. But... I'll keep you guys updated on this one because this one is fascinating. On to the next topic. This comes from Travel Noir. And it says, Illinois becomes the first state to pass the purge law. Illinois is passing a law that some would say will make history. Illinois is looking to become the first state in the United States to abolish cash bail. And the consequences of passing such a law have many believing the state could mirror the horror movie The Purge. In the film, citizens were given 24 hours to commit all the crimes they wanted. On January 1st of 2023, the Safety Act will commence in the state of Illinois. This act will get rid of cash bail systems in its entirety. The Safety is an acronym for Safety, Accountability, Fairness, and Equality Today. Those that instated the act believe it will reduce arrests and limit those put away based on the crime. There are 12 non-detainable offenses where the new law will end cash bail. The law includes second-degree murder, arson, 
drug-induced homicide, robbery, kidnapping, aggravated battery, burglary, intimidation, aggravated driving under the influence, fleeing and eluding drug offenses, and threatening a public official. I am very concerned about an increase in violent crime, but again, I do not want to stress there is still time to fix it, and the state's attorneys are working very hard as we have been for the last year and a half to fix this law. It is very fixable where we can still eliminate the cash bill, but make sure the right people are in custody and everybody else who's not a danger gets out, said state's attorney Robert Berlin. The Safety Act would allow criminals a pretrial release for the crimes listed above, and if the prosecutors fail to show clear and convincing evidence that the alleged could be a threat to a specific individual, unfortunately, the consequences of the Safety Act make an impact on how fast arrested criminals must be dealt with because prosecutors would only have 48 hours to decide whether the alleged criminal should be released. Investigators believe that 48 hours isn't enough to collect valuable evidence from surveillance cameras, laboratory work, and forensic research. So what this is basically stating that if you get arrested for any of those 12 crimes that I mentioned, the police have 48 hours because you will be going in front of a, well, judge, and they will have to present evidence to say that this guy needs to be detained, this guy needs to stay behind bars until his trial can start and all this type of stuff. If they cannot collect any like important evidence within those 48 hours, whoever is arrested, the criminal will have to be basically let go. They have a possibility to be let go and basically roam around around wherever they're at in Illinois. To me, I have no problem with it because again, Everything now is so, it's everything so like being documented. You have a tracker on you every minute of your day, wherever you are. Your phone is a tracker. Your headphones that you're wearing, it's a tracker. You people wearing Apple watches, that's a tracker. Everybody has a tracking device on them, whether they know it or not. And police officers just got to do their job to just basically say, Ayo, this is where the guy was at. Like a crime happens. I think that almost every businesses have a camera around their business, around their shop. Say somebody gets stabbed at a local convenience store. That convenience store has a video camera, so you can easily collect and see who stabbed the person or whatever the case may be. If you arrest a person, you can look at the video camera, look there, see if that was the right person and all that type of stuff. And if it is, okay, take the camera and take the uh, video, show it to the judge, say, hey, we have a camera footage of this guy doing this so that should be enough for right now to keep him locked away until we find the weapon and everything else now where the tricky part is is if the person that gets arrested has a damn good lawyer and i hate to use that word sorry mom uh a good lawyer that would basically represent them and basically throw out the video saying that's not my client that camera's too fuzzy or whatever the case may be or they might be in bed and this is just me being not literal but like figuratively with the judge and they have some type of business with the judge that could probably like overthrow any of the evidence that uh the prosecutor brings in so i have no problem with this like law being like thrown out not thrown out but being like implemented because there's a lot of people that have been arrested for stupid things that are in jail that have never ever got any type of trial or anything there have been people that have like stole from a store for some piece of 
gum, some clothing, and all this type of stuff that are in jail right now that have been sitting in jail waiting for their trial or some type of arraignment or something for God knows how long, and they just be sitting there and sitting there and sitting there for years. As a matter of fact, right here, uh, there's a statistic, as it says right here, three out of five people that are in jail have not been convicted of any crimes. There's about half a million people wasting away in jail cells before there's even a trial because of the lack of accurately investigating and research. So basically, there's people in jail that haven't even gotten any type of uh, research or investigation to say, hey, oh, this person needs to be in jail. That's why they're in jail. No, they're just in jail because, well, we think that you stole this or we think you did this and we threw you in there. So I have no problem with this law being passed. This just basically forces the cops to do their job. And I think as a citizen, a law-abiding citizen, might I add, you would want the police officers to do their job instead of just sitting on their tail. So Illinois, police officers, you guys got to start doing your jobs and actually start collecting evidence to make sure that your perp that you want to be staying in jail stays inside jail. And I got no problem with this passing. So look more into the purge law if you want to know more about it. But that was just basically the clip notes version of it. On to the next topic. This comes from Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Texas anesthesiologists injected heart-stopping drugs in IV bags, killing one, injuring 10, as it reports a Texas anesthesiologist who has a history of disciplinary actions against him injected nerve-blocking and other drugs into patient IV bags at a North Texas surgical center, resulting in at least one death and multiple cardiac emergencies, according to federal authorities. Renato Rivera Ortiz Jr., 59, was arrested Wednesday in Plano on federal criminal charges related to the incidents. The safety of the nation's pharmaceutical supply is critical important, said Principal Detective Assistant Attorney General Brian M. Boyenton, head of the Justice Department's Civil Division in a Thursday news release. The department will vigorously prosecute this case consistent with the evidence gathered by our law enforcement partners. In the death case, anesthesiologist Melanie Casper wasn't feeling well one day in June and used an IV she got from a hospital at home in an attempt to feel better. She later died. The bag was compromised, according to authorities. WFAA-TV identified the victim, while federal documents called her MK. An autopsy report that was completed on or around August 24th concluded that Casper died of an accident involving... Uh, Bipic vaccine toxicity and Bipic vaccine was found in her bloodstream. Bipic vaccine is not a drug of abuse, but is rather a common nerve block agent used in regional anesthesia procedure. Ortiz is accused of tampering with an IV at Baylor Scott and White Surgical Care North Dallas, according to WFAA. Federal court documents identify the hospital as Facility 1 located in Dallas. Ortiz is charged with tampering with a consumer product and with intentional adulterating drugs. If convicted, he faces a max penalty of life in prison. Now, I think that the news just started covering this. I saw this whenever like I was watching uh, ABC World News and 
they talked about how they got this guy like on camera messing around with one of the bags and they put it like in like the um you know how a doctor's supposed to give you a shot and he put it like in the waste bin he messed around with one of the bags and he put it like in the waste bin i'm not sure if the doctors end up using that bag again like ask why somebody put it in the waste bin or whatever but here's my thing if the feds are around again the feds are around you know it's going down you know you ain't got much time around you know that your time is about up okay uh ortiz i don't understand how we're even investigating this if there's a video of him messing around with an iv bag and placing it in a waste like bag somewhere like dog or him just messing with ivy bag in general i understand he's an anesthesiologist person and those are the people that's supposed to put you to sleep and all that type of stuff here's my situation if he is known for messing with these things and if you got him on camera i don't understand why we're investigating this to prove my point what i mean that they say they got him on camera right here it says surveillance video from the center's operating room hallway shows Dr. Ortiz placing IV bags into a stainless steel bag warmer shortly before other doctors' patients experienced cardiac emergencies. The video also captured Dr. Ortiz walking quickly from an operating room to the bag warmer, placing a single IV bag inside, visually scanning the empty hallway and quickly walking away. Just over an hour later, according to the complaint, a 56-year-old woman suffered a cardiac emergency during a scheduled cosmetic surgery after a bag from the warmer was used during her procedure. The complaint alleges that in another instance, agents observed Dr. Ortiz exit his operating room carrying an ivy bag concealed in what appears to be a paper folder, swapped the bag with another bag from the warmer, and walked away. Roughly half an hour later, a 50-year-old woman, 54-year-old woman, suffered a cardiac emergency during a scheduled cosmetic surgery from a bag from the warmer was used during her procedure. See, this is what I'm saying. This guy has a system of messing around with IV bags. Why are we acting like we don't know what we're doing here? This guy needs to be caught, put in jail, and just do what you got to do. You guys have on surveillance video. What are we doing here, okay? Just hurry up and take care of this. This guy shouldn't be out and about right now. This shouldn't happen right now. So, yo, Ortiz, yo, you got to go, bro. You got to go. This is nastiness. I I don't like even being in hospitals. They are nasty. I always look at doctor's side eye because I always question doctors' uh, morals. They're supposed to be people that's supposed to do everything in their power to make sure that you stay alive and everything. But I think a lot of them are just trying to work with money, how much money they can make. Or is your insurance uh, covering the surgery? Blah, blah, blah. And if they aren't, they can't take you. They can't do surgery. Uh, people say that's hospital policy. But I think sometimes a doctor can override a hospital and just do what he has to do. I think that. I'm not saying that it's an actual thing. I say for me, I think a hospital doctor can override and say, no, we're going along with this. We can do this. We got to go through it. But again, I'm not a doctor. Only thing I do know is that when I read things like this, it makes me skeptic of hospitals and you even getting poked up by people that's supposed to be doing a certain job. So, again, I'll be capping my eye on this one. Uh, ABC starting to cover on this one right now, but hopefully we'll get some type of uh, updates on this type of case right here with Ortiz Jr. Again, there should not be no investigation. You kind of have the video for it. You saw what he did. So hopefully he goes to jail and stays there. But that's just 
my thoughts on that. On to the next topic. This comes from Associated Press. As the governor of Mississippi says that water is again safe to drink. As it reads, after nearly seven weeks of being forced to boil their water before drinking it or brushing their using it to brush their teeth, people in Mississippi's largest city were told Thursday that water from the tap is safe to consume. But Jackson's water system still needs big repairs that the mayor says the cash strap city cannot afford on its own. Governor Tate Reeves and Jackson officials said in a separate announcements that the state health department lifted a water boil notice that had been in place since July 29th in the city of 150,000 individuals. We have restored clean water to the city of Jackson, Reeves said during a news conference. However, a state health department official, Jim Craig, said households with pregnant women or young children should take precautions because our lead levels previously found in some homes on the Jackson water system. Craig said, although recent testing showed no lead or lead below the action levels set by the EPA, people should continue to avoid using city water to prepare baby formula. Emergency repairs are still underway after problems at Jackson's main water treatment plant caused most customers to lose service for several days in late August and early September. Reeves says the water system remains imperfect. It is possible, although I pray not inevitable, that there will be further interruptions, Reeves said. We cannot perfectly predict what may go wrong with such a broken system in the future. So they're saying that the water, you should be able to drink it, but if you are pregnant or you have younger children, you should take some precautions to it. Still boil your water. So in other words, ladies and gentlemen, please still boil your water if you're in Jackson, Mississippi. Do not believe the hype. Do not believe that, yo, the water just clean for you to drink out of or brush your teeth just you were doing beforehand, before this water crisis happened. No. Do what you've been doing constantly. Continue to boil your water. Continue to do all these other things with your water. Boil it before you can do anything, before you can drink it, before you can brush your teeth, before you can wash with it, any of that type of nature. Still use the bottle waters that they are handing out to brush your teeth, drink with it, and all this type of stuff. But... Don't just believe that the water is just clean for you to drink like that. No. Still boil it. Still do that type of action. Still do the precautionary uh, stuff that you have to do with the water. Because, again, their pipe system is still isn't clean all the way. still hasn't been repaired all the way. So why would you just start drinking tap water now just because they say, Oh, your water's good now. You can drink it. No. Still use your precautions, still do what you got to do to make sure, sure that yourself and your family are safe as you guys are going through this terrible time. Now, on to the next topic. It's come from USA Today. Teacher charged with 24 sex crimes after posting TikToks of students. School says a former Tennessee elementary school teacher is facing two dozen child sex charges, including rape after police says she posted inappropriate videos of students to TikTok. Taylor Cruz, 23, was indicted last week by a grand jury in Smyrna after a police investigation in connection to the felony crimes. Redford County Schools spokesperson James Evans told USA Today. Evans said that before her arrest last month, Cruz was a first year fifth grade teacher at John Coleman Elementary School in Smyrna, about 25 miles southeast of Nashville. She was suspended without pay May 2nd, Evans said, and resigned May 22nd. 
Evans did not provide additional details about the case to USA Today, including what the TikTok videos contained or when they were posted. On August 3rd, court records show officials issued a warrant for Cruz's arrest and the Redford County Sheriff's Office arrested her August 10th. Cruz is charged with multiple counts of exploitation of a minor under 13 by electronic means, exploitation of a minor by electronic means, and especially aggravated sex exploitation of a minor. She also faces charges of solicitation of a minor, rape of a child, and sexual battery by an authority figure. Court documents show that at the time of her arrest, Cruz lived in Murfreesboro, about 14 miles south of the elementary school. On Wednesday, Redford's County Sheriff's Office spokeswoman Lisa Murchison-Sonen told USA Today her address is listed in Knoxville. A jail spokesperson told USA Today Wednesday that Cruz's posted a $100,000 bond the same day she was arrested. Court records show she is due in court September 28th for a plea hearing. Okay, I would like to know what's on those TikToks. I would like to know what's going down, what's on them, because you guys are just arresting her. Okay, I get it. 224 sex crimes after they've been posting on TikTok. What did they have? They said that she was uh, arrested. Okay, cool. Uh, sex charges, including rape. Okay. Did you show her having sex with the kids or something? Like, something has to be on these things that you gotta at least be posted out. It doesn't say that you have to, like, say the names of the kids. But when you mention rape, we always go to, okay, sex. Sex. I'm not sure if in the court systems, rape can mean something else. It doesn't have to mean sex. It could be just the person touching the kid inappropriately or I don't know. But we always think rape. We always think sex. So I would like to know, did she post that on TikTok with the kids that were under 13? or What was it? So she was a first year, fifth grade teacher. So yeah, this... This is nasty all the way. I would just like to know what is on there. And also, TikTok, you guys got to start doing better. I'm not just going to just blame TikTok for that. TikTok is trying to police everything. They try to look over everybody's TikToks and all this type of stuff. However, um, I believe that the social media site TikTok do need to carefully look at more people's TikToks. Because, again, if police were able to see this and able to say, yo, that's nasty and all this type of stuff. TikTok should be able to say, nope, we're striking that. It doesn't work within our uh, our algorithms. This doesn't seem right. This doesn't look right. Yeah, we got to get that out of here. So, again, I would just like to know, what did she post on the TikTok? What, what, what were the videos? Was it of rape? Was she touching the kids inappropriately? Did they show any sexual activity? What was it? But we'll just have to see whenever more news comes about this. I just want to keep everybody alert about it. So please, if you have a child that's in school, yes, certain kids are like teacher's pets with the teacher being so buddy-buddy with them and all this type of stuff. But please be aware of where your kid's at. Please be aware of who your kid's favorite teacher is. And just ask your kid why is they your favorite teacher or just look into the teacher themselves. I know that sounds crazy, but... We live in crazy times. You gotta do these type of things. You gotta ask your kids these type of situations. Well, questions about situations like this. So again, just look at the school and look at some of your kids' favorite teachers. Or ask your kid, why don't you like this teacher? What's up? Again, 
just ask your kids questions. And then you at least start trying to piece up the puzzle saying, okay, this teacher is good, this teacher is bad, or this teacher is too close with my kid for comfort that I even don't like. But uh, just again, just ask your kids questions. That's all I'm saying. On to another thing with children, as this now comes from the Herald Leader. One chip challenge left 13 students at Kentucky school with adverse symptoms, officials said. At least 13 Harlan County Middle School students experienced adverse symptoms after participating in the one chip challenge in which a person eats one extremely spicy tortilla chip, Harlan County school officials said Wednesday. Several students at one of our schools experienced adverse symptoms after participating in the challenge and consuming only a single chip, district officials said in a statement posted on a Facebook about the challenge that is circulating across the country. Of the 17th, 7th, and 8th graders at Cumberland Elementary School who participated in the challenge on their own during lunch, 13 reported symptoms ranging from vomiting to pain and swelling, Assistant Principal Sandy Coop told the Harlan Leader. The large chip is about the size of a tortilla chip. Coop said one student brought the chip to school and it was broken into pieces. Five vomited, others had severe abdominal pain, burned lips, or swelled lips that turned red, said Coop. One reported problems breathing. Some students' lips, teeth, or hands turned blue. Now that's extreme. Some students had to leave school because of their level of discomfort, Coop said, but none sought medical treatment to school officials' knowledge. Coop said one student was crying, said his mouth was burning. About four students said they did not have symptoms. It was quite the experience, she said. Parents of all students who participated were contacted. School officials quickly worked to help students, Coop said. So the one chip challenge for anybody that doesn't know is basically a extremely hot tortilla chip and you eat it and you just got to withstand the pain. How long can you withstand it? Do you need milk? If you don't need milk, okay, cool. But try to go with the pain for how long, as long as you can. I've seen it a lot on hot ones on YouTube. I've seen people on YouTube just try it a lot and they try to withstand the heat. And for these kids to try this one chip challenge, again, this is kids acting stupid being stupid, everybody has done stupid things, but this was completely dumb. I never heard of people like vomiting. I heard of people like asking for milk and everything, but again, I watched it on YouTube where everything is edited to present it right and all this type of stuff. And also I didn't see it with kids doing it. I've seen it with adults doing it. So again, kids are gonna constantly be stupid. Kids are gonna constantly do stupid things. Parents, look after your kid and make sure they are not doing something stupid that's going to harm them, like this one chip challenge. They have to wait until they're old enough to actually do it. And what's old enough? I'd say probably about what? High school level, 10th, 11th grade, because then at least they at least can run off and get some type of milk or something and run off to the store and say, yo, I need this now, now. But the 7th and 8th graders and people below them, they shouldn't be trying this because their stomachs are not all the way there yet. Even though four people did not have no type of pain or nothing, they didn't experience any type of uh, crap like this, you got to look at the numbers that uh, outweigh this thing. 13 out of 17 were experiencing symptoms ranging from vomiting to pain and swelling. Yeah, their stomachs and their body wasn't ready for this. Ready for this. Some of their lips, teeth, or even hands turned blue. That's extreme. I've never seen that, but 
anything could happen. You don't know how certain kids' uh, immune system or their just body are functioning. You don't know if they're able to like handle any of these situations. But again, kids are going to be stupid. Parents just look after your kid. Make sure they're not doing anything stupid. Make sure they're not going to do anything stupid. Try to prevent them from doing anything stupid. I know that's a hard task to do, but just try your best. I do wish these kids uh, well wishes. Like literally, I hope they aren't going to do anything of this stupid, of this uh, magnitude later in their life, which kids are going to be more stupid as they grow older because they're going to think that they know a lot more than adults. But hopefully these uh, 13 kids will know better not to do anything stupid or eat anything spicy that they know they can't handle. So I just want to keep everybody alert. Please make sure your kids don't be doing no uh, one chip challenge. They're not of the right mindset to do it because, again, kids are stupid. It's not for them. It's for adults to be doing that one chip challenge because adults can actually run all across to get some milk, get some type of stuff and drink other things. And I think that adults know their bodies more than kids do. No, I know that adults know their bodies more than kids do. You got some kids that are like mature enough to know if their body can't handle spicy things, but you got certain kids, not so much. And these are the kids that I'm going to say, they didn't know that their bodies couldn't handle but so much spice. So again, watch over your kids. On to the next topic, and this one's quite a funny one to me. As this comes from Next Shark, Taiwanese nursing home apologized for hiring stripper to entertain disabled veterans. A group of veterans in wheelchairs got more than mooncakes for the mid-autumn festival after a nursing home in Taiwan enlisted the service of a lingerie-clad stripper to celebrate the Chinese holiday. The Veterans Home, a state-run facility for military vets, issued an apology for hiring the exotic dancer to perform for the seniors. Viral footage filmed by an attendee shows one of the vets getting a handful of breasts as the stripper twerks over his wheelchair. The stripper spent 15 minutes dancing for the retired Army personnel who are at the facility dealing with dementia and other disabilities, Myla Mail reported. In this apology, the home said the stripper became overzealous and just wanted the vets to feel her enthusiasm and energy. Okay, well, listen to me. It might just be the man in me, but I don't think that these vets had a problem with that. I think that certain, well, elderly, and I mean elderly statesmen, have no problem with women dancing in front of them because they can't go to the strip club themselves. They can't do a lot of things themselves because they're old. Like, come on, this was not a bad thing. Now, do people normally buy strippers or enlist in the entertainment of a stripper to a veteran's home or even a nursing home? Not so much. But I don't see nothing wrong with this. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got injured. Nobody, like, suffered a heart attack. It was nothing but just people in wheelchairs, old veterans in wheelchairs, uh, watching a stripper just dance in front of them. And this, you can watch the video. It's still posted online. But I see nothing wrong with it. I'm going to be completely honest with you. And it just might be from a man's perspective. Again, I'm a man. So I, I always take, take what that with a grain of salt, if you will, if you don't mind it but i find nothing wrong with it it's just dudes sitting there in a wheelchair just watching a woman do what she was paid to do there and you have women like recording it you have women workers there recording this thing so again I, 
if it's women workers doing this, recording this, I would think they would at least have some type of say into who could be the entertainment for these veterans. So if they had a problem with it, I'm pretty sure nobody should really have a problem with it. I don't even think the families of the vets should have any problem with it. They might say, oh my God, my uncle was in there. Dog, I'm pretty sure your uncle had a good time watching a stripper do her job. I'm pretty sure he had a good time just chilling out, just watching her do her thing. But again, this is just me speaking. This is me, a guy speaking. So I would have no problem with it if, if I uh, were to <laughs> have a family member that was a vet being in there and they had a stripper there. I'll be perplexed at hearing that. I'll be like, hold up, a stripper was there? And I will be laughing about it because that's just funny. A stripper at a veteran's home? That is funny. But, again, that's just me. I just want to keep you guys updated. Not updated on that. I just want to give you that little news bit that happened this week that apparently caused some uproar from people and that the nursing home had to apologize. It's crazy. It's stupid. I think that they shouldn't have to apologize for that. You just guys just gave the vets something to actually go about and actually enjoy for them day. For the love of God, you guys didn't do something murderous. Uh, yeah. On to the next topic. Final topic, by the way, from Rolling Stones. Kanye West in the Yeezy partnership with Gap after months of complaining on social media. Kanye West has formally notified Gap that he will terminate his partnership with the apparel company, according to the Wall Street Journal. The tumultuous partnership first announced in 2020 has caused West to voice numerous complaints on social media in recent weeks. The deal between West and Gap was initially announced as a partnership to develop a collection of clothing under the Yeezy Gap brand. On Thursday, West's lawyers sent a letter to Gap to notify the company that Yeezy LLC is terminating the agreement. According to the letter, as seen by the Wall Street Journal, Gap breached the agreement by not releasing the apparel or opening retail stores as planned. Hours after the news broke, West appeared on CNBC where he said partnering with Gap had always been a dream of his, specifically the possibility of selling affordable items that were designed at the same level as the top fashion houses in the world. But West claimed the Gap didn't let him set the price points and made the clothes way more expensive while he also expressed his frustration with aesthetic choices and how the executives supposedly treated him. Sometimes I will walk to the guys, well, I will talk to the guys, the heads, the leaders, and it would just be like I was on mute or something. West said, our agenda, it wasn't aligned. West, of course, used the opportunity to air some grievances and scorch some earth as well. When asked if Gap had the opportunity to rebound from this, he quickly retorted, they only had one opportunity to be able to be a big player. What do you think it is? They had one individual on the planet who could save the Gap. He later quipped, don't bring a leader in and have him not lead. Why would I argue with people who are getting paid by the Gap? I'm sorry, I'm not going to argue with people who are broker than me about money. While no further collaborations will be released, Gap still have the rights to sell existing Yeezy Gap products before ceasing to use the brand name. It does not impact merchandise made in collaboration with Balenciaga, which is also sold via Gap. Under the agreement, Gap was required to open as many as five retail stores dedicated to showcasing Yeezy Gap products by July 31st, 2023. So far, the company has not opened any. Wes has been extremely vocal about his unhappiness with Gap. He has 
criticized the company on social media, accusing them of leaving him out of creative process. Last month, West posted a video speaking to Gap executives saying, you have to really give me the position to be yay and let me do what I'm thinking or I have to do thinking somewhere else. He added that he wanted to open his own retail stores. We are going to open Yeezy stores worldwide, West said on Instagram in August, starting in Atlanta. So Kanye is not happy with Gap. He is bombing out of his deal with them because they have not did what they were supposed to do. And he's been working with them since 2020. So he gave them two years to do what they were supposed to. And it hasn't happened. They only have one more year and they were supposed to open up five more stores but they were supposed to be like dedicated to his clothing i don't know how it is in the clothing industry to open up stores and like dedicated to uh, one particular brand but i would think that that should have been on top of their list to be honest with you because if you got kanye west on your uh board and they're and he's making like your clothing for you why would you not open up stores that are dedicated to him kanye is a name the yay Brand is a name. Yeezy is a brand. Kanye knows how to make a brand and make it to the point that people want to buy his clothes. Again, I've always been of the uh, belief that, yo, you can buy a perfectly good shirt anywhere, but I've seen people wear Yeezy hoodies that have holes in them. I've seen people have Yeezy shirts that have holes in them. I've seen them people buy atrocious-looking Yeezy shoes I don't understand the art form or even the creative process for Yeezy to even come up with this type of like clothing apparel that Ye has made for these people. But you have people buying it. You have people out the wazoo buying it. And I should know this because go to a college campus. You can see kids literally wearing Kanye clothing, whether it be from shoes to hoodies to shirts. I mean, kids are wearing it in college. And now with people being more fresh, you could probably go to some high schools or even some middle schools. And you can look at some adults. They're wearing Yeezy clothing. Gap should have already opened up some stores dedicated to Yeezy. That should have been literally my first priority. Okay, we're going to open up some stores. So if Kanye were to not have exit out of his deal with Gap, they literally only had one more year. Matter of fact, not even a whole full year because now you're taking down to months now. So about, what, eight or nine months to try to open up five stores that are dedicated to Yeezy Gap products. Nah, that wasn't going to happen. Because again, I don't know how long it takes for stores to open, but I've seen stores being bought and they always had the sign say, coming soon in some time. Like, for example, they could buy a store in a mall and they got to remodel the mall remodel the store inside the mall and they always have a sign that says coming soon in a certain date of a certain year for this particular brand that opened that basically bought the store gap fumbled the bag with kanye i'm just gonna be blown with you gap fumbled the bag and for any other business that wants to do business with kanye clothing wise please just listen to the man I understand you guys might say that he's unreasonable. He's one day cool. One day he's hot. One day he's funny. One day he's serious. One day he's pissed because he got all these different type of uh, medical uh, serious mental issues with them. Listen, you guys are going into business with Kanye. Trust me, just take the headache because you're going to be taking the money anyway at the end of it because that's all a business really cares about. The money. 
You guys might say, if the headache's not worth it, don't care how much the money is. That's a lie. A business is a business because you care about the money. You're going to deal with the headaches if that person is bringing you in buku money. And Kanye West brings business buku money. Okay? So Gap, you guys fumbled the bag on this hard. Kanye said he's going to do this stuff by himself. I don't know how he's going to do it. I think he's probably going to partner with another uh, business and continue the Yeezy brand under that business and make that business more money until somebody's going to walk up to him and say, hey, listen, here's my products. I want to build products for you. It could be under your brand Yeezy and you can license it and all this type of stuff. I think Kanye probably wants to go to some fresh uh, designer that hasn't had no experience in the corporate world yet and give them a shot and he could just build his own thing that way. Kanye has the money. He just needs to have some finance, financial like backers to back him on a situation. And if I had the capital, I would back Yeezy off top because you know what? To be honest, he's bringing in money. People are going to be wanting Yeezy products. People have always wanted Kanye clothing. Again, I will never get it, but that's not for me to get because I'm not a clothing guy. I only can tell you what I see. And me being a watcher, people buy Kanye clothes. So Gap, you guys fumbled the bag. That's all I got to say about that. Now, with all that being said, I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you guys for paying attention. I hope you guys have a good Sunday. I want to thank Apple, Google, Podcast, uh, Podbean, Spotify, all the other podcasts wherever you listen to this right now. I want to thank every single company for allowing me to do what I do, say what I say, allow me to still be on their uh, sites. That's greatly appreciated. And I want to thank you guys, the listeners, for downloading the episodes every single Saturday and Sunday for listening and just giving a guy a shot and for people that are in the ukraine because i look at my statistics i want to thank you guys for listening too because you guys are going through hell over there you guys are now finally starting to uh fight back against russia and actually making russia retreat so congratulations to you guys for that and i hope russia uh putin he actually able to stop this whole situation starting to actually realize that yo we made a mistake here and now that you guys can actually start uh backing off of ukraine i hope that's coming into fruition i hope that happens sooner rather than later but we shall see so again i want to thank everybody always remember i love you i love I love you all. I thank you. I really do mean that. I will check in with you guys next Saturday for the wrestling highlights of the week. But if you check in for the Sunday episodes like you did today, I will always be here giving you guys the news and things that just basically intrigues me. So now with all that being said, I love you. I thank you. This isn't goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again. I have been G2. This has been my two cents podcast. Please have a great Sunday and a great rest of your week. Please be careful on these roads. Please don't be a dick. Please be uh, loving and careful to everybody else because you don't know what somebody's dealing with. But now, with all that being said, Kanye, can you please take these people home? I'm tired. You tired. Uh-huh. Jesus wept. <laughs>